Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Show me anybody in the last 35 years of the history of your existence that deserves money more than freaking Khalil Mack. Period. End you, of story. You won't. Great locker room guy. Doesn't get hurt. Plays his ass off. High motor. Production. Pro Bowls. Young. Mm-hmm. What the hell else do you want on the other side of Derek Carr to build your franchise for the next 10 years? And you don't want to pay this guy? It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. I want to call this Money Wednesday. I know we started Money Monday, but I feel like it should be Money Wednesday. We're talking about today, before we get into some offensive profits, is Aaron Rodgers getting paid, but not, Jake, I know, is not as... I have thoughts. You have thoughts, which I know you guys are all going to be shocked to hear that Jake has thoughts, and Jamie... I'll let you first I'm read also off. Here. Yeah. I'll Maybe let, I have thoughts. I'll let know. you also read off first. Let's start with what's been reported because it's not official technically. Yeah, this is from James Jones. Uh, yes, that James Jones. I don't know what his source is, but I think you can figure it out. Uh, he says, breaking the Packers and Aaron Rodgers have agreed to a four-year extension worth $33.5 million in new money. So obviously he'll get the rest of the money he is owed and $33.5 million more plus incentives which will probably be reachable knowing how those incentive deals are usually done for quarterbacks per year. He gets over $100 million in guarantees. So I would assume that would be from today's date through the end of the contract would be $100 million in guarantees. Which he's only got two years left on his original deal. So yeah. some yeah. of that doesn't add up and make sense. But make no mistake about this. Aaron Rodgers could have taken the Packers to the cleaners. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's smart enough to know that if he did, you have no money to pay anybody else. So he didn't do that. This is a very good deal all the way around. He gets his money. He gets the recognition for, you know, sending the tweets when Kirk Cousins got paid, some of that stuff. Four more years, he's going to get paid again after this. For sure. But this is a very friendly deal, it sounds like, for the Packers. I can't wait to see the actual details of year by year, if they front-loaded some more of this, how it's going to impact their cap. But it sounds to me like he did a very team-friendly deal because he could have just taken him to the woodshed and it could have been over with. Yeah, because realistically, they had to pay him whatever he wanted. I mean, right it's off the Rogers. bat, right off the bat, he's twenty percent more valuable than Kirk Cousins. Yes, minimum. minimum. Oh, clearly, minimum. that's a giant number. Yes. that's a number minimum. that nobody can afford to pay anybody else. So, no, like, for sure, happy for him. We said it the other day. You don't like it? Go be great at something. But if you don't like this deal, and you're a Packers fan. Go look at it because this is Aaron Rodgers doing the Packers a favor. Yeah, and um, Michael David Smith from Pro Football Talk tries to break it down a little bit more, but he's not certain what those numbers mean. He says, I'm assuming the $33.5 million in new money is supposed to be per year over four years. So $134 million in new money, if that's on top of the current two years that are left, that would end up being a six-year $176 million deal. So I guess we'll have to kind of wait Whoa. and see what like that I said, means. I can't wait to see the breakdown of what this is. And then we might not know for a few days what the actual breakdown of this is going to be, but 
Listen, uh, the reality is Aaron Rodgers is worth whatever the hell he wants. Oh, here it That's, is. Here it is from Rap Sheet. Four-year extension worth $134 million. So those numbers we just talked about are what it is. So it ends up being a six-year deal at $170-something million. Uh, with $100 million guaranteed. He gets more than $80 million by March. So wow, cash money Wednesday. Wow, eighty well, thing. I guarantee, I guarantee you, they structured it in a way that it's cap friendly ish, and that's why he gets so much money up front. And yeah. here, here's the other thing: people understand this. Over that six years, this will be restructured four times, for sure. Just like Ben Roethlisberger, just like mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Okay. Don't think first. Just like Larry Fitzgerald, the last couple of seasons. Don't sure. think for a second they're not getting every penny of that. But they go in and they sign this little restructuring of, sure, I'll take $10 million in March or April or June in a check, and I'll play for $10 million instead of twenty. Yeah, for sure. They're getting all their the, money. It has the same impact. Yeah. Those not, guys are getting paid. Not only that, but he's getting $80, $80 dollars within the next year. That is insane. $80 million is nuts. That's seven a months. Ton. Seven months from now, $80 million. In a bank account for Aaron Rodgers, worth every single cent. And if you're mad, if you're a Packer fan, to we'll take a TMZ spin, everybody look for uh, Danica Patrick's finger to change here shortly. <laughs> yeah, she might have just got an upgrade. Yeah, Brett Hundley was also shipped off this morning. Uh, interesting trade. Yeah, also very interesting. I didn't know if it had a little. Uh, little Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo action going on where you uh, didn't want you didn't, six round pick. Next year. Yeah. Not, it's not much. That's no. all they got back. I know. That's and now Deshaun Kaiser is Aaron Rodgers' backup. Maybe they like Kaiser? Kaiser's a talented dude. Hunley's played there. That's nice. He's a talented dude. That's, that's, that's a nice the nicest thing anybody Kaiser. said any, about him, probably. I'm just talking about spinning it. For Throwing sure. Oh, football, yeah. he's oh, yeah. a talented dude. Yes. For sure. He's been picked off twice since we started this conversation, though. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. He was playing for the Browns as a rookie. Oh, man. But. It's, that's an interesting. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. A lot, lot going on there. Since we, but call- if you're a Packers fan, you got to be ecstatic that Aaron Rodgers yeah. is probably yeah. never going anywhere. And there was a chance that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't talk about this last year in the offseason. He could have opted out of his deal, and he sat back and watched. Oh, he watched Kirk Cousins, and he watched other quarterbacks. But get can paid. you imagine at the last hour if he'd opted out? Going yeah. into free agency, what would have – oh, my God. I, I would have been the running, I would have been running laps teams. around this building. Oh. Praising hallelujah if Aaron Rodgers had opted out and left Green Bay. But I knew it wasn't gonna happen and I knew I knew he was gonna end up staying and listen, Green Bay, you have to pay Aaron Rodgers. Good um, on you all the way around. Yeah. Since we're calling it Cash Money Wednesday, Rodgers got paid, but somebody else has not. And well, and uh Jake has a lot of thoughts about Khalil Mack and uh Jamie has a lot of thoughts about the Oakland Raiders. So we're gonna continue this because Guess what? We've gotten a lot of feedback from Raiders fans, and it's it's kind of all over the place. So, Jake, I'll let you go. Your How thoughts. the hell yep. can it be all over the place? I can't even get the question out because he's so upset. That's People, where we are. Tweet at me, Jake B. Arians. Please, if you have a problem and you're a Raiders fan of Khalil Mack getting paid, show me anybody in the last 35 years of the history of your existence that deserves money more than freaking Khalil Mack. Period. End you, of story. You won't. Great locker room guy. Doesn't get hurt. Plays his ass off, high motor, production, Pro Bowls, young. Mm-hmm. What the hell else do you want on the other side of Derek Carr to build your franchise for the next 10 years? And you don't want to pay this guy? I, Is he better right now than Von Miller? Yes. 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 Is he younger? Yes. yes. Does he have the histories of injuries? No. No. 
Is he better? Is anybody else in the league at that position at his age better? No. No. Pay the man. I, I, or trade him and get a bunch back, but do something. Yeah, this like doesn't you, make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't and, make any sense. And going sense. back to your boy, and I'll let you run with this <laughs> after this, if they haven't really talked, I'm going to start the fire John Gruden bandwagon now. <laughs> if you took the job at $100 million, and that means you have total control of everything, and you haven't talked to the best player on your team since you took the job in January, it's unacceptable. You, you have failed. It's unacceptable. It's not it, – it's, it's, I know he's not a quarterback. But we just talked about how good the Packers did by locking up their franchise player. On the defensive side of the ball, Khalil Mack is undoubtedly Oakland's franchise player. He is the best player on that football team, and I don't think it's particularly close. If they can't find a way to get a deal done, and they can't find a way to have a conversation with the best player on your team, who by you have failed as a leader. A great guy. You failed as a leader, you have failed as a coach, and you're failing your team and your fan base. There's, it's unacceptable, and I don't know why there isn't more uprising from uh, – from the Oakland Raiders fans about why this is not getting done. Are yeah. we so blinded by the aura of the guy yes. that was making funny jokes on Monday Night Football for the last seven yeah, here's years? Here's a question for you Raiders fans. Would you rather have John Gruden for the next 10 years or freaking Khalil Mack? I know what my answer Ask is. Ask yourself that. I'd rather have Khalil Mack and Jack if Del you Rio. Ha- if you, yeah. John Gruden Absolutely. If you have a problem with Khalil Mack getting paid or holding out or wanting his money, then you're saying that you are that excited about Chucky being your coach for the next 10 years? You might want to recheck your commitment you're, to the Raiders and football as a whole. You're over-evaluating how much influence a head coach has. That's what Certain head coach. Yes. That one, yes. for sure. He, for sure. He is, as, just go back and listen to Jamie two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Right. No, I, it's not Bill Belichick. I'm sorry. No. no. I, I just – I don't understand this at all. And, and, and this is this is where the damp hall began because I, had, I got some feedback from Raiders fans that weren't thrilled with what I said about Gruden. And I made a point to say he won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's players because in 04 when he got to handpick his GM in Tampa, everything fell apart. Well, guess what's happening here? Do you think Reggie McKenzie gave up on his last two second-round picks one and two years after drafting him on his own volition? I don't think so. That's a John Gruden call, obviously. You don't get $10 million a year to not have total control of everything. No. No. Period. And at this point, I think my biggest concern, if I'm a Raiders fan, is it irreparable damage that's been done between Gruden and Khalil Mack. Because even at this point, if he signs, okay, and we're talking, I mean, every speculation and report out there tells you that this is going into the regular season. And if that is the case, which it probably is at this point in time on Wednesday, where we're talking and we're recording this podcast, that's the case. And it goes into the regular season. I'm looking at this as, and the other part, he hasn't talked to him. Irreparable damage. How do you, how do you come back from that? You're less than two weeks till you have to snap the ball. Like this is, it's, I, I don't know how, again, you're a team that I don't like anyway. I don't think they're, they're a contender anyway, but it's not an unwinnable division. If you're delusional and you think the Raiders are good enough. Is Khalil Mack a top five NFL defensive player? Yes. Yes. You both said it without thinking. Uh, Do they have anybody else on that team that is a top 10 at their position? No. Player. No. And do not ask position. me about Derek Carr. Uh, do not, and not. please do not talk to me about Amari Cooper. I'm just, and, no. no, top 10 of their position. Yeah. No. no, but no. you have a top five league-wide. Yes. At, you have a game changer. And it, a that's superstar exactly game it, changer. A game changer. Look, people, pass rushers get a million dollars per sack per year. Chandler Jones got it. That's what they get. That's the going rate. Von yep. Miller's getting more than that. Yep. And you have a guy that wreaks havoc way beyond just the sack number. Great against the run. And has no issues. And I think that's what you keep bringing up. This is not a problem. 
He's not had doesn't have off the field problems. Doesn't have locker room problems. This is somebody Injury that you problem, want nothing. to. This yeah. is somebody you want to be a leader of men on your team. That's and, your coach. Yeah. Pay well, the man. Cash money Wednesday. Yeah. Pay the man. Cash money Wednesday is correct. All right. Since we're uh, on the topic of money, we're going to stick with that topic of money, uh, which is which is very. This is an interesting story. Okay. Last night, Tuesday night. Hard Knocks comes out on HBO. A lot of NFL fans get pumped up to watch it, myself included. Watching it, Michael Kendricks gets up in front of the Cleveland Browns defense ahead of a preseason game with the Philadelphia Eagles and goes piece by piece on the offense, breaking down what are the what are the ways that Cleveland can expose that that offense. Okay, how can they this is insider information, okay? I use that word specifically because Wednesday morning I wake up and I see a tweet from Michael Kendricks about insider trading. What in the hell is going on? And timing wise, this is the fu- this is some funny shit. It really I is. Have to say, that is like there is. I died. I read. I was laughing so hard. I I got in my car. I pull. I'm sitting at a stoplight. The tweet comes up. I get an alert. I'm reading it. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. How in, it's li- you know it's, there's HBO producers just dying this morning oh, going, oh my so God, good. did we hit it out of the park with this? So good. I missed that part of Carl Nassib's financial lesson. Did, oh. did that get cut out of Hard Knocks, the insider no. training On that part? phenomenal math lesson? That yes. Wasn't, yeah. yeah. Um, this is not Phil Mickelson who makes $50 million a year and has investments all over the world. No. And what This no. is like – this goes back to like the Tank Black days of financial advisors stealing guys' money. Yeah. Who in the hell are you listening to? His As buddy from Harvard, player, apparently. That's what he said. His buddy from you Harvard. You can stop it, buddy. I don't give a damn if your buddy is Warren Buffett. It's your buddy. You don't yep. listen to your buddy when it comes to your money. These guys, this happens all the time. But insider trading for an NFL player? That's I, I, Dude, you're only going to play to your 34, 35 if you're the luckiest 1% of guys that go to the NFL, which means you have a long, long life past 35. Make the money while you can. How in the hell could you be so aggressive that you get hit with insider trading as an NFL player? Yes, which, by the way, is no joke. No, like, he will go no. to federal prison. If yeah. Martha Stewart couldn't get out of it, Michael Kendricks won't either. And you're, yeah, Martha Stewart's got real money. Yeah. yeah. She got money Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. No, this is, uh, this is an interesting story. And I know it's we're keeping it lighthearted, but this is not lighthearted for for Michael Kendricks because this is not. It's bad news. He's messing with the FBI. He's this is this is big time. This is big boy. This is federal prison. Good luck. You don't mess with the stock market. You don't mess with the IRS because they will find a way to get you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. To another Browns topic though, something we've talked about the last couple of weeks. Hard knocks is no joke on coming out of too much information coming out of camp. Greg Williams, Hugh Jackson doesn't like things that Greg has to say to the media. We've already seen Todd Haley being Todd Haley, being very outspoken. Hugh Jackson has his work cut out for him. Yeah, good luck, For dude. that entire organization not to implode on itself because they now have pressure. The hype train is building. I've been on it for a while. This is a talented yeah. team. But if everybody's not on the same page, it could be a dumpster fire worse than it's been because yes. now you have expectations when you haven't had any for a while. I'm telling you, I am going, I am going to Vegas this weekend, okay? Whatever the line is – for Pittsburgh and Cleveland, I'm putting the money on Pittsburgh. It was six last I checked. And I don't care. I'm telling you, it is set, given six it is set up perfectly for a everybody is riding Cleveland hype to just be a complete disaster. And as my friend Jake has said, then 
owns. Yes. He owns Ohio. Period. Also, the Steelers are a better football team. Also, like, I that. Think we, like, I love the Browns' talent. That team won zero games last year. We're going to re- so revisit this that. in a minute when we get to some of these yes. prop bets. Because somebody on my list okay. is involved in that game. When I originally was saying, okay, maybe I'll be, like, sneaky and take the Browns and, like, uh, upset. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. no you, we, not, you and I have talked about it enough now that I'm – Period. End of I sentence. I like the Browns after oh, week one, Ohio. but I have a feeling the hype is going to be there, and they're not going to know what to do when they get smacked in the mouth. And I will tell you, first and my biggest part of it is that Hugh can't handle it. That's the part of it that I, I don't think that Hugh can handle it. With those personnel – with Greg Williams and Todd Haley underneath him and the media the way that it is and the hype in Cleveland and Baker Mayfield, all of that – is a lot to handle. Both of those guys, by the way, former head coaches. Mm-hmm. Both of them want to be head coaches again. That's exactly right. Neither one of which are his guys. And he's has one win in two years. If they start it's just, it's just like the recipe for Yeah, it's it's gonna be ugly. I'm telling you. Can we you that. get hard knocks to go like Amazon all year long? I would like, love that. Oh, oh dude. god, it would behind be fun. the scenes of like week seven, eight, nine. Uh lastly I wanted to touch on the fact that nobody is playing in preseason and I want Jake, Jamie, we all of us to discuss, but Jake, since you played, and the NFL is much different. It, it even from ten years ago, it's significantly different. You're the saying rules I'm old. I'm not saying you're old. It has changed a lot. It's changed a lot. It's changed a lot in the last five years. There's a lot of differences, the way they practice, the way the CBAs work, all of it. And now you're seeing usually in week three in the preseason, you see all the starters. For the first half at least. Now you got guys that aren't even on the field. A lot of teams, none, zero. No time with the ones at all. As as, as As a fan of a team who did this, I am concerned about the Bears because I haven't. To, 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 I'm I'm concerned to see a lot somebody of new faces take a hit. That haven't played together. That's a lot of guys saying. that need to new get coach. out there and take some hits. Get re- like so. I just the want Rams. your take on the it. Rams. The Rams. I, I get you want to be healthy, Packers but too. I would the Rams. I would be scared are going to not be. They're going to be rusty in week one. I'm going to take you all the way back to ninth grade, going into ninth grade for Jake Herring. Okay. okay. My first job was a manager for the Kansas City Chiefs and a Marty Schottenheimer training camp. Where we went two a days, two and a half hours in pads twice for six weeks. That's football. All those guys had been with the team through what they call a passing camp, the offseason, with one strength coach, with one thing in mind that was playing football. The last collective bargaining agreement was shit for the players. They didn't get the money. The owner said no. They said, okay, we want less practice time, we want less official activities with the team. And it's killing veteran players because rookies can stay with the coaches and the teams and they're taking their places. A million dollar veteran who hasn't been there, maybe new, or a guy that you just drafted, there's a $900,000 difference on your cap. Make, call it 600. That's giant. Okay. There's, it's killing veteran players who are now having to bounce around. Guys have their own trainers in the offseason. And we just talked about how smart they can be when it comes to their finances. Why are they hiring this trainer? Because he's got some hype. They're doing stuff that's not football related. They're having injuries when they show up. And the coaches are scared to death because they all came from that era of Marty Schottenheimer type training camps of kicking their players asses and getting them ready to play football. Like B-Train told you, you have to take some hits. You have to play football to get ready to play football. You can be in phenomenal shape. Look at all these guys that go to the combine training stuff to go jump and run. And they go to OTAs when they get drafted or minicamp and they pop a hamstring. Because all they do is run straight ahead. 
for six weeks to get ready for the 40. football's not running straight ahead. Hell no, it's not. No. It's not even close. Ron Wolfley and Bertram Berry, two of my very close friends who both played in the NFL, both in different eras, said, you need blisters. That's the word they used. You need to develop blisters. And they meant throughout the throughout camp, you need to develop, your body needs to get used to taking hits. So that way, when you are in the regular season and you get hit, your body isn't in shell shock. Okay, I'm not going to pretend that I played linebacker in camp in the NFL. I was a kicker. But you know what my favorite part of camp was? The freaking cold tub. Because you need it. Yeah. Whether you're standing out there doing nothing twice a day for two hours. I don't even know if these guys need cold tubs at this point. No. I mean, my dad called their last four or five training camps here, Camp Cupcake. They're in the stadium. <laughs> yeah. They're in a five-star hotel at the Renaissance. They're not in some shitty dorm room with their feet hanging off the end of the bed. They can't sleep. It's just not the same thing. Now, we kind of got off topic, but all that leads into what I think Jerry Jones had a phenomenal point is 18 regular season games because four preseason games have been garbage. It's too much. Coaches are that scared that they're not playing their guys. And he made a great point. If the players union wants more money, which they do, and they go to two more regular season games, the TV contracts are going to shoot up and the players are going to get more money. If they don't want to play in the preseason, cut it down. But right now it's awful. We're also excited about football being here that we actually care about preseason games. But in reality, I'm I'm not a big proponent of changing it to 18, but something's got to be done because the last collective bargaining agreement, it all goes back to that killed the offseason and the players just look I get that the owners have more power and this isn't baseball but you can't give up that you can't ask for that because yeah okay the owners are going to give you that all day long you're killed yourselves you killed your union you killed your veteran players and it all is going to lead to this now that something big is going to have to change I think the most interesting part of that is the point you bring up about the veteran players because you don't really think about that the fact that the rookies get to stay and be with the coaching staffs and and that's that's bad for football, because the veteran guys are the guys who have been there, who know the playbook, who and I've seen it firsthand. If you're watching Hard Knocks, you are watching it firsthand. Yeah, you are if watching you're a casual fan and you don't know what I'm talking about, go back go look and it look up. at the changes yeah. in the last collective bargaining agreement when the players couldn't get the money and they fought for less practice time, less organized activities, no two-a-days, no back-to-back two-a-days, an extra day off a week. Limited pads, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah only so many padded practices. Yeah. Hell, that goes all the way through the season. Yes. You only yeah. have so many days you can be in pads during a year. And, and – and the NFL cracks down on that pretty hard when well, they think a coach ask, is going over. Ask the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, it's John Harbaugh. Big. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's big. Yeah, but Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh, yeah. all those guys came from football coaches. Yeah. It's, this, this, it's not good for the game. I think, I think the, the product in the field has suffered. Uh, look at the correlation of ACL tears. We haven't, we haven't evolved that quickly as human beings to, to correlate. Doctors are looking at it, and they are desperately trying to figure out why it's happening. Yeah, there's so many issues that could go into that from field turf and not as many grass stadiums and old school turf and all that stuff. But there's definitely a correlation here of a worse product in the field, yep. more injuries, guys not getting paid. And frankly, go back to last year, we talked week one, two, and three kind of sucked. Yeah. yeah, Because nobody played in the preseason. Nobody was ready to this go. This year's worse. Yeah. Like I just said, I think the Rams will be rusty because they haven't done anything. Yeah. That's a bad product to put on the field for a not $10 billion a year business. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just, no, it's it not smart anyway. Anyway. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. All right. Let's get into our odds for offensive. We're going to do offensive prop bets today. And then on Friday, we're going to get into some defensive prop bets. So, We're starting off with the odds to win 2018 regular season MVP. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is plus 500. 
Carson Wentz plus 700. Tom Brady plus 850. Usual suspects here. Yeah. Carson okay? Wentz isn't going to play in September. Might start the year in the freaking PUP. Yeah. Uh, so Jake has a lot of thoughts. Uh, Jamie, I'll start well, with I'm you. I'm definitely not betting on a guy that's not going to play week one, which I don't think he's going to play week one for sure. Maybe he plays week two, but even then, he'd have to have the well, exact same season. Alshon Jeffrey's definitely not playing yes. week one and two, so being conservative with him, mm-hmm. your franchise is Carson Wentz. Yeah. I don't think he plays till October. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how long he's going to miss. I'm just pretty certain Nick Foles will start in that opening opening night game. I agree. Which, what? by the way, Falcons in the points. Yeah. Uh, take uh, your take your. Take we'll your, talk about that on another show yeah, next yes, week when we yes, go to the butt. Yes, that's your MVP favorite here, and then maybe give me a dark horse. Uh, I, I'm going to be boring. It's Aaron Rodgers for me, and and here's why. I I think people are, have a little bit of Brady fatigue. I think Brady could put up similar numbers again this year, and he got it last year, and they're like, you know what? We're not giving it to Brady again. I don't think Deshaun Watson, who is fourth on the list, is going to have that kind of a season. I don't really see anybody else. It's tough for a non-QB to come up and get this. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't – I mean, If Rodgers them, is healthy, I, th- I think the Packers, as we go back to our show with season totals, I think the way the schedule works, I think the Packers win that division. I think it's a great story about his new contract coming back from injury. I think people are going to give him credit for having new weapons, not, uh, not having Jordy Nelson. Uh, I think he ends up getting it. And the media, the national media, love Aaron. Sure, Rogers. and there's nothing and that not to matters. Love. That's 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 what it is. That would be my first MVP name that came to my mind was Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Then I analyzed it because I don't think they win that division, and you're not winning the MVP if you don't win your division. I don't care what the numbers look like. I don't care what the national media says. I don't care how much credit you get if you don't win your division. There's no way in hell you're winning the MVP. The more I analyze who's going to be really good this year, I put Ben Roethlisberger winning the MVP. One, he gets no credit for his entire career. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Two, that offense is going to be ridiculous. Whether Le'Veon Bell is there week one or not, they are going to be good. If he's not there, it's all more to bend. I think the Steelers are going to have the best record in football, probably the number one seed in the AFC at 13-3. and three. And I agree with Jamie. I, I, don't, I cannot see a scenario where it's not a quarterback. It's, Deshaun Watson is not winning the MVP. No. He's going to take a step back. Trust me when I tell you this. That team's lucky if they stay healthy to go 10-6. and six. You can't win the MVP at 10 and 6. I'll take you back to 1990 again. Christian Okoye wins like, the rushing title by like 400 yards, but Joe Montana wins the MVP because he's playing on the best team in football. And the Chiefs were like 11 and 5. Christian had a phenomenal year. Like it was ridiculous, like 1,800 yards, whatever it was. Quarterbacks really play good on the best unless, team. Yeah. So it brings Brady back into it. I just, I guess Ben could be a little bit of a dark horse because he never gets enough credit to do he's that. Plus 3,000. So. I mean, there's yeah. there's quite a few people. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen names ahead of him that have better odds. Which are way too many. Yeah, way because he'd probably be third on my list behind uh, Brady and Ben Rogers. Yeah, if Dar- Aaron Rodgers wins that division, yes, it's and stays healthy. And it's done. I mean, there's yeah, because yeah. that means he beat one of the. Yes. favorites in the NFC in, yeah. in Minnesota who everybody's high to win on. The Super Bowl. Yeah, and right. to reiterate my point from a few episodes ago, I do think the Packers win the division, but the Vikings go further in the playoffs. Okay. I think the Vikings are a better team than the Packers. I just think I like the Packers' schedule that lines up a little bit better. What is your dark horse candidate here? My dark horse, and so I define that as nobody in the top five for the okay. rankings. And um, Roethlisberger is a good one. I went way out here. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott. It's not going to happen. A quarterback is winning this award. But that team has nothing. It's going to be – Including and, offensive linemen. And Elliott is going to get the ball constantly. If he stays healthy and that team, which I don't think is going to be very good, but if by some miracle that Dallas Cowboys team can sneak into the playoffs, I think Elliott could have an – you'd have to have an awesome season to make it happen. Wins the rushing the, title. He wins the rushing title. 
He, I mean, he could lead the league in rushing, anyway, rushing yeah. title if they make the playoffs, plus Cowboys hype. It's going to be very obvious that he is the entire team. Not going to happen, but if you want to throw a dark horse out there, there's nobody more important to his team right now that's not a quarterback than Ezekiel Elliott because the Cowboys have nothing else. Yeah, that's good. I like that one. I like it. Uh, uh, Odds to win offensive rookie of the year. I think we all know who the favorite is here, and unless he gets injured, Saquon Barkley at plus 155. I can't imagine that it's going to be anybody else. And the next few names you look at are all quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, Sam Probably Darnold, play. Josh Probably Rosen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen Rashad Penny, yet. Lamar Jackson, Sony Michelle. I mean, these other names are completely irrelevant, honestly. Sony Michelle would be one to take a look at here. For Apparently sure. He's back and he's playing. Yeah. I don't know that he's going to get enough production there. There's worried about his knee issues, too. I think that was going to be Yeah, I mean, of the names you just mentioned. It's Saquon. And- you almost got to get down to, like, Royce Freeman. Yeah, Royce to have Freeman. Cortland yeah. Sutton, DJ Moore. The receivers, yeah. I mean, the I receiver mean, has to do so much to win this. It's just hard. These other guys, other than a guy who you know is going to be the featured option in his offense. Feature player yeah. in Feature a player. really good offense. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Saquon was, Barkley is a huge favorite yeah. for a reason. And he's, the talent is unbelievable. So any, do we need to even mention a dark horse? You're not taking somebody else, but somebody. I, I put Rashad Penny because I do think by the time we get to weeks two and three, the Seahawks will realize that they should not be playing Chris Carson as much. And Rashad Penny is, look, there's a lot of incentive. They want to run the ball. They have to run the ball. They invested a high pick in Rashad Penny. So if there's anybody else that you can say the team needs to get behind them, if it's not Saquon, it's Rashad, but it's Saquon if he plays. 100%. 12 yeah. games at Saquon. Yeah. yeah. And if, if that's the thing, is if Penny plays yeah. – as the guy for 13 yeah. or 14 and Saquon misses a month, then it's Penny. But I, I don't, I mean, I think he's definitely the next guy on the list that has a chance because yeah. I think they are going to feature him. For sure. All right. Next uh, prop bet here, player to record the most passing yards in the 2018 regular season. The favorite, no surprise, Tom Brady, Drew Brees right behind him, Phillip Rivers a little behind him, Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, all kind of around the same area. Tom Brady just continuously – has this? I mean, he pretty much locks this up, chalk. But if I was picking, I would. I just have a sneaky feeling it's Aaron Rodgers this year. See, I I don't. I actually think Rodgers' passing yardage totals aren't usually as high as the other guys. To me, it was a really close debate between Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. Ooh, Roethlisberger's okay. been really strong. I think he's going to have an awesome season. To me, it's one of those two. And I think if – I pick Brady here because nobody's attempted more passes or thrown for more yards the last couple of years. The offense is going to continue to throw the ball a ton. He's going to get maybe 12 more games of Julian Edelman than he had last year. But if it's not Brady at plus 450, that value might be Ben Roethlisberger at 10-1. to 1. I think Brady and the, and the Pats take a step back offensively. They have offensive line issues. They have weapon issues. Philip Dorsett they're counting on to be what he was drafted as, and he's not that. Um they're still going to throw it a ton, but I think they're going to take a little bit of a step back. You already, I already talked about Ben. I think it's Matt Stafford. They have a zero running game. They're going to try to mix some guys in there. But when push comes to shove, Jim Bob is letting Matt sling it. And <laughs> yeah. he's, he's right there every year anyway. Yeah, he is. I think Drew Brees will throw for more yards than he did last year. But I don't think he's, they're still going to run it a lot. 
I, I think I think Stafford's probably the favorite here in uh, in my book. And Stafford's actually my dark horse. Uh, I like it a lot at uh, eleven to one. He's progressed each year as a passing leader. Went from the last four years, finished ninth, eighth, sixth, and fourth. He was only one hundred thirty-one yards off Brady's total last year. Yeah, uh, I, I I think yeah. Stafford's had a really seven good straight day. years to start his career at four thousand yards plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good, especially when you consider. I mean, I know Jake mentioned it, but Brady without Edelman for the first couple of games, uh, they're all. I mean, I mean Nate Solder. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. left tackle they drafted that, in the first round and out with an ACL or that's Achilles for the year. Of more like, concern to me than the Edelman stuff. I mean, he he played 16 games with Edelman last yeah. year, so I'm not worried about that as much. But yeah, their offensive line is not as good. I don't know what the running game looks like. Everybody's banged up a little bit. Burkhead's banged up a bit. Sony Michelle's banged up a little bit. Yeah, I like Gronk, and that's about it. And Brady's going to put up numbers. Don't, don't yeah. get wrong. I just think they take a small percentage step back. Yeah. It's yeah. harder for them to get it done yeah. like they've got it done in the past. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the very tippy-top of the division. Yeah, of, especially of the if, stats you, if you said Stafford was only 131 yards behind his yeah. total last year. Yeah. It, he's a sneaky see, play there. I like that yeah, value. for sure. All right, player to record the most rushing yards in the 2018 regular season. The favorite here is Ezekiel Elliott, followed behind with Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, and then it drops off significantly with everybody else. Uh. Jamie, who's your favorite here? This is easy. The guy that's led the NFL in yards per rushing yards per game in the last two years, led the league in rushing yards two years ago, would have led it last year if he wasn't suspended. It's Ezekiel Elliott. He's yeah. going to do it again. That all, The offensive line scares the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie. But he is going to get the volume of touches and his talent level. He's going to be the one that leads the league. I don't think so. I think they're going to struggle. I think that offensive line, those offensive line injuries are going to be bad. I think they're going to have to throw it more to be able to move it. Because if you're playing them right now, you are stacking the box. I don't mind that because I can definitely kind of see it happening. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, both playing on teams that are going to mix it up and throw it. I don't think either one of them are going to get the touches to do it. I went with Leonard Fournette. Everything is going through him. Now, it scares the hell out of me if he can stay healthy for 16 weeks. But if he does, I don't think he gets anywhere near the credit that he deserves. You go back to his early days at LSU. He's the number one recruit in the country. Yeah, no, he's a freaking and a first, And a first-round pick. Yeah. And he does have pass-catching ability out of the backfield, so you can't just stack the box on them. If he stays healthy, I think he's got a really good chance to do it. My dark horse there will be Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he's in contention. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie? My, my dark horse, this will make you happy, Paige, is Jordan Howard. Mm. And I think we kind of – thought about that. We keep, we keep forgetting about him. He was second in the league in rushing two years ago, sixth last year. They uh, Matt Nagy says he's going to play a little bit more on third downs, which, I mean, I just think it's him and Cohen's going to are both going to be on the field a little bit more on third down. Uh, to me, if you look at somebody that's outside of the top five rushing odds that has the best chance of getting in, it's the one that almost did it two years ago. And running, be- that's a good one. running behind a healthy, really good, good really offensive, good offensive line, which yep. plays a huge part in that. Uh, player to record the most receiving yards in the 2018 regular season. No surprise here. Antonio Brown leads the list, followed behind with some names you might know, Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. right behind that. Jake, I'll let you go first here. Who's your favorite? Uh, in, unless I'm, I'm assuming it's Antonio Brown. But, it's AB. I mean, look, yeah. there's no argument here. We're all going to have AB, so we might as well just jump to somebody else that could For sure. do it. Let's I'm, talk I'm about a dark horse. My dark horse yeah. is Michael Thomas. Okay, Ooh, you're high on Michael you, yeah. Thomas this year. I'm high on Michael Thomas. I'm high on the same. I just love Sean Payton, man. He is a, he's a play calling genius, an offensive genius. Everybody thinks that just because they did what they did last year with the two headed monster running attack, that that's what they're going to do now. I don't think so. They still have Drew Brees. And Michael Thomas is legit. He proved it last year. He's the number one guy. I think he's going to be right there. I think Julio is going to have targets taken away. Um, I think Odell Beckham Jr. could, but I think he's going to have to, if they're healthy, he's going to have targets taken away. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the next guy on my list would be would be Michael Thomas. Yeah, I went a little bit down, down further down the board there to forty to one. Tyreek Hill. 
I think that's really interesting to me. That's another good. That's a, he, you and Jordan, Jordan Howard and Tyree Kill both. I just great he, dark. Horse he guy. finished seventh last season in, in receiving yards. You know, you have Mahomes. You have a quarterback that wants to push the ball downfield. I just think, to me, if you're looking outside of it at forty to one, that explosive of a player, the guy that can have two or three eighty yard plays every week, you're looking to rack up yards. That's my guy. Obviously, yeah. Antonio Brown is the stud there. Right. But, yeah. Okay. I mean, but you're not but getting, the, any, you're but not getting any value. Yeah, you're not getting any value right. out of that. No, what, he, what was uh, Michael Thomas? Do we have uh, Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas is sixteen to one. Sixteen to one. I like that. The He's more what, fifth on there. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth the, on there. the more I I think about the Saints, the more I want to pick them as my Super Bowl team. Ooh. I don't trust that defense nearly Ooh. enough for that. I'd, early, I'd, early prediction. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. I like, no, I like it. That's it doesn't. I liked him last year a lot. And listen, if it wasn't for the Minnesota Miracle shenanigans happening, they're right there at the end. And I think it would have been a much better game between Philadelphia and New Orleans than it was against Philadelphia mm-hmm. and Minnesota. Absolutely. Uh, so – we will get into we'll get into some Super Bowl predictions, some playoff division type of stuff heading into uh, next week. We are officially a week away from football. Yeah, real football, yeah. football that counts. Eight days. Uh, eight days. Jamie, how can everybody follow you on Twitter and Instagram and harass you because he is the one saying all the nasty things about Oakland. Yes, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jamie Eisner, J A I M E, and at J M E Eisner on Instagram. Jake. Jake B Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. I am at the underscore sports page with an I on Twitter and Instagram and look up the CBA rules. That is my final thoughts on today's podcast. Also, please uh, rate and uh, review our podcast so yes, we can, that, so please. we get closer to football season. People can kind of see our podcast new people can discover it kind of pushes up in the charts. So uh, that's why everybody that you listen to on podcast asks you to do that. It does actually help us out. So and, we would really appreciate that. Yep. And uh, once we have gear, we'll send you gear. Yes. For sure. For a five-star rating. All right. Thanks, guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.